Video Deathloop is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network. The Greenlit Podcast Network is a coalition of creator-owned podcasts that have teamed up to elevate it and extend their reach by working together. Greenlit Podcasts focus on video games and pop culture, and if you like that kind of stuff, well, just go to greenlitpodcast.com and check it out. This week on Video Death Loop. Nothing is finer than breakfast at the dinosaur. Diner. Dinosaurs. Plus, you can only eat the cereal here. everyone welcome to video death loop the show where we watch a video on loop until one or both of us can't take it anymore i'm your host this week john hurst and over here is my co-host aaron littleton john i'm here on the mic you're I'm, on the I'm mic on you're on the scene I'm on, I'm on the scene uh of a crime a crime has oh. been committed a crime somewhere on earth on earth and i'm there where the crime um has apparently been committed all right with the with a an eyewitness to this crime oh my goodness what right. is the what 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 what's our eyewitness with the what did what did the eyewitness say to the man on the scene of the crime the eyewitness said hey i saw an illegal action take place <gasps> in this vicinity <gasps> and then and then the witness changed the story proving mm. the fallibility of memory mm. all right all right well we Boy, John, more... i really wish i had a, an end game for this bit when i started it but i sure don't oh i was gonna go right into film at 11 here but the uh <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know where this is going it, I don't, I, it's going into I don't know my ne- that it has to go anywhere no but no like you it's, know, <laughs> because it certainly was not like most crimes it did not have to go anywhere but Right. Um, I do have some news for you, and I know you're going to be very disappointed, Aaron. Um, I love it. I love the the news. Yeah, the news. It, it's great. Every time I see something from the news, it makes me. It fills me with joy. Like right. I don't have any <laughs> anticipated horror. I don't feel There's like never my, anything bad on the news. Never. I you know I feel that the news is nothing but good for for all of us at the moment. But and I also say that the news when they when if something bad were to ever happen, the news often has actionable information that mm. we can improve our lives with. It right. certainly does not fill us with sort of a abject but also vague and unknowable horror um, that no one knows how to react to in in a proper way. Oh no, the no! News always, it, they sure they might tell you something's bad happening. But also, they have information that you can use right then and there to make sure your life has improved in relation to the bad thing. Right. There's never been a sense of filled with panic and or dread. I call that pred, by the way. Okay. Um, sure. Um, it's like it's like bread, but with you know more panic and dread. But uh-huh. um, but unfortunately, Aaron, Avatar Two has been delayed indefinitely due to coronavirus. Oh no! How will I find out what happens to um? Those kids with the firebending, then. 
Uh, well, you're going to have to go to... And the water bidding and the... I don't know. I haven't seen Avatar the show. Oh, <laughs> you're you're just going to have to... I guess go. I'm okay. I guess, actually, I have no I have no response to that because <laughs> I, I haven't seen Avatar the TV show. Also, I'm assuming it's the blue people and not the cartoon. Yeah, it's the, the Eiffel 65 likes. people. So Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, darn it. What will we do? Oh, we can't... I- Go back to the world of Pandora. No. And find out what all the unobtainium just is to, fucking... God, did they did they just write some, some like, placeholder names for that movie? And then they started filming, and James Cameron was like, wait, f- wait, wait, no, wait, shit. <laughs> shit. I, was I guess, roll to, with it, roll with it. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yo, how much, how much have we filmed... With people saying unobtainium, all of it, (laughs) all of it, God, okay, Okay. all right, I guess, I guess it's unobtainium. Yeah, I could, I could sell this. That's why it was in brackets. Okay, it was in brackets because I was supposed to change it. You weren't ever supposed to say unobtainium. The uh, I, I like that um, I, I like that they're blaming coronavirus for the excuse of this. This, right. is, the, this is the reason why Avatar Two is delayed. This that certainly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wink, wink. And yeah, like, nothing else. No, no. I we, don't understand. Like Avatar, is it still the highest grossing movie of all time? Yeah, and like literally no one, no one. It was for a very long time, mm-hmm. a very long time, uh, and no one cares anything for it like a, no one has any memory of it no one has any fondness for it and yet somehow it is, it is like such a smash commercial success it's so I, wild to me it was a one of those uh if we're gonna go into that uh it's it was like a flash in the pan like it was just like a gold like it was just you it happened people were into it for a very hot minute and then it just went away and no one can remember. No one can tell you anything about Avatar that's not blue people or unobtainium at this point. No, I can't. I guess. I guess like it was maybe one of the earlier 3D releases. You know, like it kind of or that was like that really put that that really put the the um, newer form of 3D filmmaking to use. Like it was shot in 3D, maybe like specifically for 3D mm-hmm. instead of. Instead of just kind of like up res to 3D or whatever they do, like a post-production right. thing. So I, I do think there was some amount of like that was that was a big thing when it came out. But as far as like the movie or the story, like who gives the first shit? Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, like Disney's making like a whole fucking Avatar land in Disney World. Mm-hmm. But who care? Who is like what kid is like? I can't wait to go to Avatar Land and <laughs> pretend I'm on Pandora. That kid is James Cameron. I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I don't. I, yeah. That park is going to be open only to one person. And it's James Cameron and maybe his son if he has one. <laughs> that, I mean. There's probably something like it probably like McDonald's is the most popular restaurant or or at some point was probably the most popular restaurant ever. And I don't think you could ever say like McDonald's made great food, but you but people love McDonald's like they love McDonald's. Sometimes um, you get you have to have a you have a Mickey D's. Yeah, dude, I was I have not eaten at a restaurant 
since probably like February. Like I've not eaten anything that has not Fuck. been made in my house it, for like yeah for like five months. And I was getting some gas the other day in our horrible hellscape of a world, and it was near a McDonald's, and like the fucking McDonald's smell just cut through all of the grossness of the gas station, the gas, the garbage, you know, the exhaust, everything. And I could just smell whatever that McDonald's smell is. Like, it's not meat grilling. It's that grease. It's that McDonald's grease smell. It's like a grease bready smell. Right, yeah. I don't know what it was, but I probably would have stabbed a sea turtle to eat some McDonald's at that point. <laughs> but you re- you resisted. That was not where I thought the story was going to go. No, I did, but it's just like but I guess what I'm saying is like people even though, you know, there's lots of things that aren't good that that people love. But Avatar is not good and also people don't love it. <laughs> like it's just a it's just a thing. It's Somehow. A th- it's a thing that apparently like most films, it's a thing that keeps happening. I guess, yeah, I guess that's just where we're... I bet they're going to release Avatar 2, like, when it's not on hold indefinitely, and it will be the biggest wet fart of a, of a release that has ever happened. Oh, we got... And after that, we got three more films. We got a five-movie deal, man. <laughs> I'm just going to point that one out. So, are you ready for how... How how much unobtainium can you unobtain? <laughs> but no idea. You know what? You know, thinking of like things that are already way past his time. I uh, I have a video for you, Aaron. Oh boy, are you ready for the video? Yeah, let's watch it. Let's watch a video. I don't know what it is. All right. Yeah. Well, you know, like yeah, you have no idea, and uh, we're gonna go until one of us, both of us, cannot take it anymore. So we're gonna watch it in three, two, one. All right. Dinosaurs. The what do you see, Aaron? What is it's like a oh it's like oh it's like dinosaur cereal. Yeah, it's a dinosaur cereal, but they're at it's a, a di- commercial for diners dinosaur cereal. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it took me. I'm gonna say it, it took me at least two watches before I got that it was actually dinosaurs. Yeah, like it said this, John. This looks so dire. Like this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this How dire this does it look? Feeling. It looks. These. Like, nothing about this looks appealing. In the <laughs> it's desperate. Le- there's a lot. There's a lot to break down when it comes to this commercial. I don't think I've ever seen this commercial, or if I have, <laughs> I've, I've, like, just put it out of my mind, and rightly so. It re- it feels like someone took out a a small business loan that they really couldn't afford because one day they're like, you know what's close to dinosaurs? Dinosaurs. What if there was a food that was called dinosaurs? And someone that has no idea what they're doing in like food production or advertising or or whatever wasted essentially their life savings and more creating this fucking wild like 50s throwback diner dinosaurs it doesn't even make sense like thematically (laughs) it doesn't make sense why the fuck is it why is there like cereal in a diner 
uh, it's because it's part of a balanced breakfast, man. It's uh, you gotta like you get other things from the diner too. You gotta, you know what a part of, you know what a balanced breakfast is in America. It's like the cereal and then eight other things that make up for the cereal that you just exactly. ate. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what uh, that where, is. Where else are you gonna I get mean, them? I but don't a, know. A diner. <laughs> this, everything in this is so horrific. <laughs> Every part. I hate every frame of this, Sean. <laughs> there's there's a scene here, and we just we just got past it. I'm sure it'll. It's, this commercial is not long enough. I can't, no. we've already watched it like ten times. Um, but the there is a comer, a scene where just out of fucking nowhere, there's a dinosaur that has sort of spikes on his back. And he's got the cereal on his back, and his spikes start moving like an escalator. Yeah, it's a conveyor belt no type reason, thing. For no reason, then it just kind of looks like that. This is not a theme that is repeated anywhere else in the commercial. He just, like, his spikes just become an escalator for this one scene to deliver him some cereal. The, it not- doesn't, like, what? <laughs> what? Is this, fa- is this fake? This is not a fake commercial. I, I definitely showed it to someone else, and they were like, oh, God, dinosaurs. And I've never heard of it before, but they is did. It, is it from another country? Is this Canadian? Possibly. <laughs> this Okay, to be fair, this person I did ask was Canadian. <laughs> I had, John, I had a feeling they were. Knowing, like, your friend group and who you would be, who you would be showing diner source commercials to. Right. Yes. That's what, but, like, also, like, it kind of has to be Canadian. Like, if it's, if it's passing kind of as a, as, you know, something from the U.S., it's really the only option. (laughs) I would like to point out that none, like, again, we do have, like, the freakish mutated dinosaur that has the, has like the, um, the 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 conveyor belt on his back, but also none of these really look approximately like what we would consider a dinosaur. Like maybe, maybe like the uh, like the T Rex one. The Triceratops is I recognizable only because it has the three horns. Right. Um, the T Rex. If that's a T Rex, I don't know. For some reason. I've always identified T-Rexes as green and Allosaurs as red. Okay. And they look kind of the same, you know, if you're just kind of looking at a dinosaur. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I would read that as an Allosaur, but that's just me. Well, if, you, if you're looking Why at the... Why do I think Allosaurs are red? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question. Like, like I... We have no idea what any dinosaur's color was if they, if they weren't literally all just covered with feathers and actually had some amount of color to their skin at all um mm-hmm. but like allosaurus to me like if you ask draw an allosaur i would definitely grab that red crayon and go to fucking town <laughs> is it kind of like um is it like a mood color or like a uh, like you know like your your aura your aura is blue today maybe it's like that except for dinosaurs like that dinosaur is a red dinosaur i yeah maybe i I think probably I had some – it had to have come from some dinosaur media in the past mm-hmm. that I was exposed to. And, I, you know, it's possible there was like a book, like a book of dinosaurs for kids. And um, when I was a child that I would look at and probably, you know, they drew the T-Rex as green because, 
you know, that's kind of like the generic dinosaur color, and the T-Rex is kind yeah. of the generic dinosaur when you get right down to it. Right. Uh, I mean, not like probably really, but in people's imagination. Uh, and so if you drew an Allosaur and it was just like another green guy that looked just like the T-Rex, the kids would call bullshit on you. Like, bullshit, that's a T-Rex. Uh, what about I like... need some easily identifiable way that also alienates colorblind people to tell these, <laughs> what to if... tell these two dinosaurs apart. No, I never thought of like T-Rex as the only green dinosaur. Like, um, like I could see like a... Bra- uh, when I think Brontosaurus, I either think like a gray or a green. Probably. I, I, I'm saying that they would color the Allosaur as red because it looks so much like the T-Rex. Because okay. an Allosaur just basically looks like a T-Rex. Right. I mean, it, like, with I'm sure there are minute differences or size differences or, like, clearly they lived at different times. And I don't know which is first. I think maybe the Allosaur came first. Um, but, like, they did the same kind of shit, you know, waddled around, had their little stubby arms. Okay. Um, you know, it just me. It, it just happened to be like, was an Allosaur also carnivorous or? Oh yeah, dude. It's like it was like the pre. It was I think. Oh god, dinosaur experts, please don't at me about. Don't this, don't listen like, to this. <laughs> don't I listen. Am pretty sure. Hey, listen. We have taken a cartoon cereal with a very bad dinosaur pun and actually gotten into some amount of dinosaur like evolution and categorization okay so we've (laughs) we've made an improvement over what we're looking at so please don't jump at me if i've got this wrong but i think i think that the allosaur essentially was like the precursor to a a t-rex maybe not directly but it was from an earlier dinosaur era because i if if I'm remembering from when I went to this, the Smithsonian and, like, went through... Or maybe it was, the, I don't know, some museum that had dinosaurs. Maybe it was, like, the New York Museum of Natural History. I don't know. Uh, they had, you know, some timelines of dinosaurs. And I remember seeing that, like, T-Rex was pretty late on the timeline and being sad for T-Rex because there were lots of dinosaurs that he didn't get a chance to eat. You know, because, True. like, you can't... Like, a, you know, like a stegosaurus... Lived a long time before the T-Rex. A very long time. T-Rex never got to eat a stegosaur. Very sad. Very mm. sad thing. The, I would like to point out that there's something disturbing on the cover of this, by the way. That, uh, like, all... Oh, what, one thing is disturbing about this commercial? Yes, point yeah, it out, th- Okay, I'm going to point out... Okay, on the box here, it's implied that, like, the diner that is the dinosaur is uh-huh. alive also. Like, if you look at it, it definitely has a smile, and it's smiling in the same cartoonish Holy manner. Holy shit, you're, you're exactly right. Because there is a... When it's, like, represented in the prop, in the commercial, it does just look like a, you know, a paper mache right. dinosaur face. But when you condense that all down to essentially the same drawing, it absolutely looks like a... Uh, some kind of a Lovecraftian dinosaur that has a 50s diner in its belly. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's no way to like distinguish it between the other dinosaurs that are the cooks and servers and uh, and it. So, yes. Yes, this is a monstrosity of a thing. Yeah. It's, it's just all over the fucking place, John. <laughs> they... they they, yeah, there's like, I don't even know what the, the orange one is. What is like the, like, 
Like there is definitely like again the allosaurus whatever yeah the fuck I mean it's like a dickosaur I guess or something <laughs> I mean I I have no idea what it's supposed to maybe like <sighs> no idea John couldn't even <laughs> begin to get so, May, it might maybe it's supposed to be a brontosaurus like if you look at the dinosaur piece the orange one is like one of the pieces and it kind of looks like a brontosaurus or an apatosaurus or something along those lines. Okay. I'm and also I'm more... you know what I know they don't know this and I know they don't care but a pterodactyl is not a dinosaur <laughs> technically not a dinosaur that is, I mean like it's always it's always on kind of the edge it's always on the edge it's like he hangs out with his dinosaur friends right and all and all, everything it's like we gotta have like a winged thing I it's like it just like and someone's probably arguing about how it's not technically a dinosaur I'm mean, like no 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 we gotta add it it's old yeah. It's even cooler. It's a terror sore. Oh, it's, I think it's actually a pterosaur, but whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, um, did they, when they opened up the, uh, the first, like, there's a couple things that happened here with, I'm, I'm more, I'm thinking more and more about the dinosaur itself, mm -hmm. the one that they're entering in here. One, did they, that, first of all, we gotta assume, we gotta go into it, that the dinosaur is alive, right? It is currently sure. alive. Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, yes. Okay. Was did they ask? Did they open up and hollow out the dinosaur, and he was happy about it, or did they open it up and it? He had this '50s era U.S. diner motif already going on, and he just desires to be used. And these are the parasites on that that help him thrive. I am going to say that it is the latter, because I don't understand where else the dinosaurs would come from. If they were not being generated by the Dinosaur's Diner. Because the Dinosaur's Diner is also called Dinosaur. Right. That's the name That's the name of it. It's on the outside. It's called Dinosaur's. Mm -hmm. um, and they only serve Dinosaur's. Right. <laughs> and I, milk. And they have milk in the background. Well, yeah, but you got to put the milk on the Dinosaur's. It's part of the complete breakfast. Actually, I do think... I see some fruit in the background at one point, uh, but <laughs> it, it certainly is is not presented to the children as an option they can eat. <laughs> they none of them choose it. None of them choose. None of them choose. No, none of them even choose a drink. By the way, right? Like, I, I, they're just, just having the rest of their balanced breakfast later after the commercial yeah. is over. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> so um, I guess. Yeah. So I. I guess dinosaurs, there's probably a lot of dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if we have to, if we assume that the dinosaur was born with this, like, wild, empty diner inside of him. Like, there's multiple stages to a dinosaur's life. Okay. Uh, you know, first, they got to they gotta hatch out of the egg, and then they have to grow enough that other diners, other dinosaurs can go inside to man it right. it is like a, it is a symbiotic parasitical type relationship um and that's tough like i'd say most dinosaurs don't make it because i don't see any legs no. and i'm guessing they're just stuck where they are right from when they're born i i um, have a feeling that they have two different problems so one yeah they cannot move and so they have to find a way to entice people to work at their diner inside the dinosaur 
and um, has to try to figure, like, have to try to find a way, like maybe maybe reasonable pay and and tipping options. I don't know, but uh, you got to um, get him to go in, yeah. But you also have to get big enough. And I I now mm-hmm. I do think I have a kind of horrific way that I could suggest that dinosaurs get that get large enough to fit children and other dinosaurs in their diner belly. Well, go and on. That is probably so. You know, in nature, um, in nature, in real, in real ass nature, where dinosaurs don't have escalators for spikes, uh, if if uh, if a thing is immo- is immobile, um, like a plant, uh, a lot of times their seeds will have certain contingencies to move them away from the parent plant and their the other seeds, so they have a you know, a fighting chance to get in a place where they're not competing with resources uh, from other plants that need the exact same resources, right? Right. You know, like, uh, you know, a lot of plants, their seeds, they're enticing to be eaten by making berries or fruit or uh, something like that. Or, or some, like the little whirly gig seeds, they, when they fall from the trees, they, yeah. they sort of have a little helicopter and they fly away somewhere else. Um, and that's like that's a that's a great mechanism for these plants, but I don't think that happens for dinosaurs. I think a, a mama dinosaur comes along, lays a clutch of eggs, um, and they hatch. But of course, because they're dinosaurs' eggs, um, they can't move. So the dinosaurs basically are at an immediate race to eat their brothers and sisters. <laughs> Oh, and they are the closest things to each other. Yeah, so it's the th- only thing they have the potential to eat, and they are also competing with resources. Right, survival right? of like, the fittest. Like, if there are two dinosaurs right next to each other, how do you know which dinosaur to go into? You don't. One yeah. of those dinosaurs is going to have to eat the other dinosaur. Right, right. I mean, like, <laughs> That's it, all there is to it. And in, in the case that where it turns out two dinosaurs are near each other, well, I mean, like, you're going to have, like, dinosaur Yelp reviews happening. You're going to have to bring that dinosaur dinosaur down another way at that point. Right. So. Right. Yeah. You're like, you've – oh, you know, prehistoric Earth or modern Earth or whatever can only support so many dinosaurs per, you know – amount of area so yeah it's a pretty grisly thing here are your brothers and sisters they are your competition and also your food and if you don't eat them they will eat you yeah welcome fight welcome to dino capitalism (laughs) exactly it's grisly it's fucking grisly but it's just enough to get them big enough generally that they can entice other dino dinosaurs to come inside and man the counter so they can fatten up the children with the dinosaurs. And let's not beat around the bush. They're definitely eating these kids. Like <laughs> yep. after, yeah. Like, there's no doubt about it. They're fattening them up with dinosaurs. Super unhealthy dinosaur cereal. Don't eat the fruit, kids. Don't even try and eat the fruit. Just eat these <laughs> sugar chunks. Yeah. They, they, they claim to have all natural fruit, fruit flavors, though, on the box. Well, we see lots of people opening the door to go into the dinosaur, but we see no people opening the door to leave. That's because it locks behind you. <laughs> every night, every night, the dino, like as they're cleaning up, the dinosaurs move all the bikes over to the to the mouth of the dinosaur, so he can consume the bicycles to leave no evidence behind. Right? Yeah, it's not like he doesn't actually gain any nutrients from the children's bicycles. It's just necessary to 
preserve the lie that yeah. this is a safe and normal diner to go into. Yes. And don't worry, all these rusty bicycles that have sat out here forever, waiting on their children to come back outside, <laughs> waiting for a day that will never come. Because at night, the, the dinosaurs get to leave, but then the children must stay inside and slowly... The, the dinosaur's internal inside starts to fill up with stomach acid. Oh, God. And by the time the, the, the dinosaur operators come back the next day, there's nothing left. It's sparkling clean. That That's twofold problem. One, you, you, you do finally feed the dinosaur. Two, that's a hell of a good way to save on cleaning supplies. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay, it's not a problem for feeding the dinosaur that's the end goal anyway right right it's got to get big enough to be able to attract its own food at that point it's fine like it can't eat its brothers and sisters forever eventually it's gonna have to start eating other children (laughs) yeah it's gonna have it's it just lives off children basically this whole the the dinosaur also also there is a there is a portion of this uh commercial where a kid picks a spoon up off the counter <laughs> and then starts using it and like all I could think of that kid is definitely getting COVID like, do that not kid. need to do that kid that kid you don't I know it's 1988 uh and like COVID hasn't been invented yet but uh don't do that, that even that, back then let me tell you that kid that kid grew up to be a anti-mask truther on Facebook <laughs> Just uh, just basically talking about the new world order and that masks at some point. So, yep. He's like, I was, I'm the one kid that survived the dinosaurs. Yeah, I know a conspiracy when I see it. <laughs> yeah. I was too diseased after eating with a spoon that was laying directly on the counter. The dinosaur <laughs> wouldn't eat me. He ejected me out. Yeah. It was. It tasted too much. It, it was like it, it felt. It was too familiar material. He had to eject it. So, right. Also, I guess the implication is that dinosaurs are the most successful and resilient dinosaur species and that they have existed all the way up into modern times that's even true like, even their even their you know some like who whichever dinosaurs have you know become parasitical to them uh have sort of evolved into a smaller and more resilient you know the the other dinosaurs right like the mm-hmm. yellow one and the red one and the orange one and the purple one right right so those are oh go on go ahead no no i oh. had nothing else to say oh. <laughs> i was gonna say like they evolved in ways like to be more uh to basically stand on two on two legs and to have different chef hats different hats for their service and the role in the diner that way you know if someone is a server or a chef or, or a line cook, right? Yeah. Oh, what the, f- what the hell hat is the is the pterodactyl wearing? It's like a fin from Adventure Time hat. <laughs> I was trying to figure that out because okay, we got the we got the cook, we got the uh, we got the waitress hat. Um, let's see, the, no hats at the moment. There's another cook hat uh, that looks like a line cook. Or sailor, he could be a sailor. Right. Um, they bounce into each other, and the pterodactyl comes down. Yeah, that's like a fin. He's he's just a, an Adventure Time fan. It's just, I guess. 
20 years too early. The dinosaur, especially in modern times, have evolved to include many of the other things. It had to co- The problem with the dinosaur, and especially because late state capitalism came into the picture, is that it has to not only compete with other dino- dinosaurs... It has right. to. It, uh, that's really hard to say. By the way, I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> saying diner star a sore. Um, but now it has to compete with actual diners, <laughs> like that humans make right. that emulate. Base. Right. Yeah. I mean, in this world, you have to assume that all diners, like the Waffle House, owes its existence to the diner sore. Right. Right. It turns out that it's like it's like well, you know, everyone enters the diner sore and just doesn't leave at that point but what if we made a diner that you could just walk in and then walk out and everyone's like you're crazy (laughs) and then they did it waffle house was born right (laughs) the waffle come to waffle house you can leave after you eat (laughs) that's sometimes not guaranteed with waffle house to be Mm. fair i was actually thinking about a, a waffle house uh the Waffle House that was near campus where you and I went to college. Yeah. Uh, there was one time I went into that Waffle House. I'm not sure if you were there. I feel like maybe you were. But outside on the, the newspaper rack, outside of the Waffle House, there was a, a, a deer skull and two railroad spikes just sort of laying there. That sounds and, about right. And I... And not not like someone had arranged them or anything. It was just like, here's some here's some stuff. It felt like when you sometimes in when you're playing an Elder Scrolls game and you run across a little cache of like <laughs> weird things somewhere. It really felt like an adventurer was like emptying out his pack before going into Waffle House. <laughs> it was like, what what's the story behind these goods? Yeah, I. I got the impression that maybe they ha- they actually did belong to someone inside. That they the bat person had gone inside to the Waffle House, and the waitress was like, "Listen, you can't bring a deer skull and railroad spikes into the Waffle House." But Joe's leave hungry. Leave it outside. Leave it outside. But Joe's hungry too, and just like referring to the deer skull. Yeah, <laughs> just... well, you could take him some takeaway if he's hungry. Okay, sorry, Joe. You're gonna have to wait out here. Read the read the news. Get caught up on on the news. <laughs> Here's the sports section. Yeah. Here we have. If he's that hungry, he could go to the diner store. I don't think this. I don't think the stomach acid will dissolve him. <laughs> Can't make it any worse. Right. <sighs> He's hungry, but he's not so hungry he's going to eat diners. <laughs> how hungry? Okay, Aaron, in the situation, how hungry would you have to be to go to the dinosaur? Oh, like, I mean, if, do I know that I'm going to be consumed afterward? I mean, you, okay, you know that it's going to be an issue, but you know how to escape. Oh, I know how to escape? Yeah, like, you, you know at least you can break a window, and, like, the window self-regenerates or something. Okay. Yeah. You gotta, I mean, you gotta assume that they it has. A, it's part of a living being. It can yeah. repair its body. Yeah. I'm a, okay. Yeah. I, I feel like humans would be very good, at least by the 20th century, at escaping the dinosaur after getting a meal. <laughs> right. <laughs> we we are resilient creatures. So. Yeah. Kids uh, kids aren't. These would, kids are dead. But <laughs> I guess I would. I would probably have gone 
at some point in my late teens, early 20s, just as a goof to like talk to the dinosaurs and then, you know, smash out a window and dive out. Uh, I probably would have gone to the dinosaur. I'm sure I would have, in fact. Just because it's been a weird, fucked up thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> just definitely, definitely. It, I feel it would be like a rite of passage, pa- uh, pa- like rite of passage for like going into high school or something. Where right. it's like, it's like, have you gone to the dinosaur yet? It's like, no, no. Then you can, you, then you, you like. It's it's just like you're looked down on from the rest of the school body. Right. Like yeah, it's the principal that's like, make sure you go to the dinosaur. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We're I, not gonna teach any kids that can't escape from the diners. If they can't escape from the stomach acid of a dinosaur, then why why even teach them anything else? Right. In our school, a D on a test stands for dinosaur time. <laughs> oh, get go get your parent your parents to sign it, then go straight to the dinosaur. <laughs> Oh, fuck, dude. I'm done. Like, oh, I can't watch this anymore. <laughs> Are you Stop sure? This. Yeah, no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Ooh. I'm sure. I, sure? I cannot okay. see this. The only... the the There's a really distressing part where the waitress dinosaur licks her pencil when the kids come in, and it is the most well-animated of this of everything in this commercial. It's like they stopped like, no, we got to get this dinosaur licking a pencil correctly. And they really like it's got twice as many keyframes <laughs> as every other piece of animation in it. It's really fucking weird. Oh, it, it, it kind of goes like full Don Bluth for a second. Just yeah, for <laughs> just a second. Uh, and then it, it's back to, you know, like whatever, eight frames a second at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There, uh, and the, where we paused at the moment, there's definitely like, there's something going on between this, uh, this, what I assume to be the brontosaurus and the waitress actually, because there's definitely a surly look being passed, passed along oh, yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. there's can see it. I, I get, there's probably some fucking happening in the dinosaur. But what's wrong with that? What's wrong with? I mean, as long as all the kids have been dissolved. Oh for yeah, the night, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know? Make sure that the place is clean. All the kids are thoroughly dead. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, you gotta get. You gotta make the next generation somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've got four. If you're if you're a, a dinosaur parasite, there's basically four. There's basically three other dinosaurs to choose from. One of them, which we have already discussed, is not a dinosaur. It is a pterosaur. <laughs> right. They have to find another dinosaur and mate with the pterosaur from it. A competing dinosaur. Right, yeah. So really what you've really got is you've got like you've got two other people to choose from. Two other dinosaurs to choose from. <laughs> yeah. So it does not surprise me that like the orange and purple dinosaurs are mating and who knows maybe they all made at some point or another if they're i mean if they're the only dinosaurs in town i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure things get weird from time to time <laughs> things get weird at the dinosaur <laughs> fucking yeah they do oh uh aaron I've, i i actually feel i'm sorry to show you that now i i i thought it was going to be a goof i thought it was going to be funny nope. i'm looking at it i'm terrified i'm actually terrified of our future this is bad <laughs> This was a bad, whoever made this, and it's not, you know, it doesn't seem like it's from the the dinosaurs, you know, if it was like a, if it was like a, a post cereal joint or like General Mills or something, 
they generally say that like a general Merrill cereal. So you you yeah. know it's from like you know a, a reputable uh, you know processed sugar and and grain purveyor. <laughs> but this <laughs> this makes make gives you no indication where no. these dinosaurs are coming no, from. No, no, some, which is some, honestly <laughs> why I thought it might have been fake was because it, it you know like like a goof or something because it didn't have like a, a known cereal providers logo right. on it somewhere. I I would guarantee that during the big cereal boom because this is about like the kind of maybe on the cusp of that era where like you know it's like oh it turns out we, if you put a lot of sugar in your cereal it's pretty darn good. Like mm-hmm. like like you got that that time in the like maybe late 70s early 80s where we started doing more of that and this seems like it started becoming more and more accessible to outside parties outside of the main breakfast connoisseurs so maybe probably some dude thought like hey i got some salt i oh shit i actually started to get shit 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 sorry sorry i didn't mean to i didn't mean to oh god sorry sorry dinosaurs um the uh but i'm i think Okay. I'm closing the stream. <laughs> I'm stop I will the, not deal with that again. I will that. not. Because you unpaused it just long enough to watch the purple dinosaur lick the pencil. And then oh. you froze it again. And I, I will not see that again. That, uh, that I is, will not do it. That is your right. I respect it. Um, but I'm, I'm saying that like some, surely someone thought, it's like, hey, I got some sawdust and food coloring. Let's, uh, let's put it into let's dinosaur make, shapes. Let's make this happen. Yeah, and I guarantee that sell this to kids. Yeah, yeah, they'll they'll wish they were rotting in a in the in the stomach acid of a dinosaur. All that's implied. All you have to do is watch. You can tell. Yeah, it's all implied right there in the video. Yeah. Oh, it's like it's like uh, you know, like like the Pied Piper just leading <laughs> le- leading the rats inside the dinosaur. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Aaron, yes, we're a podcast. That's right. <laughs> I forgot how to close the show. <laughs> Usually we say something, dispar- we, we kind of say something disparaging, like, oh, God, have you sat through that? Yeah. We appreciate oh, that. Oh, yeah. Like, well, yeah. Then we make, then we make fun of uh, a social media presence that we, we both um, uh, recognize as something of a necessity, but also... Uh, wish that it were not so ah social media right follow us on that yeah follow us on facebook and and, uh twitter and then we try and suggest that people send us emails which no one has done since 2004 what's an email Uh, i forgot i I haven't i have no idea i i i've thought about sending a handwritten letter earlier this week and i was weirded out by the idea of handwritten (laughs) letters so Right, yeah, you just tweet tweet at whoever you were going to send a handwritten letter to. Yeah, just send them, send them a DM, you know, like keep yeah. keep the receipts. Just slide right on in there, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You can't really slide into a letter. I mean, like, it's, it's the post, I don't you know, buy. you slide a letter into an envelope and then the envelope mm-hmm. slides into a mailbox. That's true, that's true. It's okay. maybe the original slide. Maybe. You Sliding know communication. Yeah, okay, yeah. I'm not. I'm still not getting it as a PO box though. So that's. Right. But uh, yeah, we have we have social media. You can like and subscribe to us on the podcast things wherever you listen to a podcast. We're there, probably. If not, you should tell us to go there, and we will 
we'll probably do a haughty sigh and then just go, okay, fine, we'll uh, we'll do it, and then we'll add ourselves to that. Right. Yes. Um, and that's about it. Is that is that is that how? Did I do good, Aaron? Did I do good? You did. Fine. I mean, if you need praise from a co-host, John, I do need yeah. praise. I need yeah, uh, you praise did, me. You did great. You did great. All right. All right. You hosted the you hosted the the hell out of this podcast, I, John. I I, re- I kn- th- thank you, thank you. I knew when it started. I knew when it ended, and there was content in between. So that's <laughs> that's what you need out of a podcast, right? You know that you you're right. We uh, we do the best we can. We probably hopefully the the end of someone's car journey or car beginning, whatever, whenever you're listening to this, maybe you reached it at this point. So congrats. Yeah. You did it. Exactly. Tell us exactly how long your car drive is. Uh, we'll put up a poll somewhere and we'll try and make our podcasts like the, the average of everyone's <laughs> like commute to work. <laughs> just just get in the middle and like it was like, well it's the it's the a- that average time. If you if your if your journey's long longer, too bad, bye. Click yeah. <laughs> but uh you know what i think next week you're hosting and uh, that's right I'm, I'm gonna call it uh, i'm gonna call it a podcast man i'm gonna call it let's do it all right see you see you later bye fans of video games history or video game history will definitely want to listen to retronauts Each week, Bob Mackey and myself, that's Jeremy Parrish, dive into the stories behind the greatest games of the past and the history behind the hits of today. Check us out every Monday on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network.